Okay, everyone, I'm so excited for this podcast today because I got my girl Margie here with us who is actually my coach and mentor and longtime lover and friend of Instagram, of Zoom, of Google Meet, of Voxer, <laughs> DM. We've been hitting it left, right and center for, I don't even know how long I've known you now, but I'm truly <laughs> honored. I feel like we just collided and we've been besties. And I was like, I know that I want to work with this freaking girl. And we've been working together for, I don't even know, like five, four months, like not so. around that. Um, and now I'm like, well, who better to have on my podcast than the queen herself? So welcome to my podcast, my love. Welcome to <laughs> my space. I'm holding you today and I'm so excited, so honored to hear and feel and experience what comes out of this juicy time with you today. So please introduce yourself to my community. Who are you? Where are you from? What's good? Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, this feels so good from the juicy queen herself. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and all the things. And yeah, me. Hmm. Well, about, I think a year ago, I changed my name just from Margie Pargy to Queen MP. And I feel like I really started embodying the queen instead of the goddess. And that's when I really realized that, like, the goddess is this, like, mystical healer. But the queen is all about sacred union and love and relationships. And it just really activated this new juicy side of me and really stepped me into more integrity of, like, the next level of my work and yeah so I live in Maui and it's just the most vibrant juicy abundant place I've ever been in my life and I honestly didn't mean to be here I like got hit by a car and like had to stay so I always say like I got stuck in Maui <laughs> and started my whole life over and yeah, I've been coaching now since 2013 and went online about four years ago, switched niches more than you can like even fathom and just been following spirit and what to teach and what to embody and bring that to the world. <laughs> Amazing. Yum, 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 yum. I cannot believe that you got hit by a car and got stuck in that freaking on that freaking island man i've been to maui and that was my favorite hawaiian island so i know what the energy is like there i know how yum it feels how vibrant it is how like honoring it feels it just feels really um i don't know alive like it feels like every part of everywhere you walk is alive and yeah it's Wow. I like what my favorite beach in the world is in Maui. Actually, I have no idea what yeah. it's, I don't know what it's called. I don't even know where it was. I won't be able to tell you, but that's where my favorite beach in the world is. So I'll be back there. Hopefully let's just say this year, let's make it happen this year. Cause I know that we want to link yes. up girl. We got retreats to hold. Okay. <laughs> but I was like imagining you here and just like getting so excited this weekend. I was like, Oh my God, we're literally going to run some shit. <laughs> 
Honestly, it would be so much fun. That would be the best fruits, the best sex circles. I mean, not everyone having sex, but I mean, if that's what you're into. But I mean, I'm down. <laughs> Whoever is consenting, that's totally fine. But anyway, thank you for sharing that. You've been in the space for so long now. You have like, I don't know, like really created a business and a legacy that sits well with your soul and like brings you alive and also awakens other women. And it's so inspiring. Like, obviously you are my biggest inspiration considering that I work with you and I, I've always wanted to work with you. Like I, I say this to a lot of people that, and I've said it to you before as well. Like I find it really hard to, I don't know, find people that I trust in in that regard, but also um, finding people that I know will actually help me level up and show me the shit that I need to see because there are so many gurus online. There are so many, uh, you know, entrepreneurs or feminine goddess queens and all of the above. Like there is everything and everyone everywhere. And it's just so overwhelming. And I remember thinking like when I started this business, I was like, I need fucking help soon because I'm just winging it. And I know that you know what that feels like where you're just winging it for however long. And then you're like, okay, I really do need to get some support and help to push me to that next level. Um, and that's why I was, I was kind of really searching for someone for quite a while and then I was like I need to just let this go because I I'm so I'm picky with who I invest my time into but also my money into as well and I think everyone should be we should really make those decisions from like the deepest integrity and be really really sure about them um and that's why I felt like I was I was just so aligned with you and your message and that is truly I feel like it's Uh, being a liberated woman and doing what you love that lights you up and not living this conventional life that just really wasn't designed for women, women in the first place, but women like us who are really wild and we honor so many different parts of ourselves and we go through the cycles. So we feel it all. So it's like, we're all over the freaking place and we need to be able to hold space for that. And I feel like in a freaking normal nine to five, that does not exist. And I don't know about you, but I always have struggled working for anybody else. It is something that I hated for, you know, my, my whole working quote-unquote working life ever since I got a first job I was like nah 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 I hate this I hate being told what to do I hate having to be somewhere at a certain time when I'm not even happy to be there and deal with people I don't want to deal with and be treated like shit too like in all these jobs like you're not even treated like a human being you're treated like a just a a robot in the system and that is not what we're about over here. So how did you really find your way into the coaching world? I know, I mean, I'm not sure if you started specifically with aerial yoga. I know that that is a big part of what you do, but how did you first start your, your, your business? And you said it wasn't online until like four years ago. So how did you like really become quote unquote an entrepreneur and be like, fuck this shit, fuck the system. I'm now going to take things into my own hands. Where did that start for you? 
So I was working at Hooters. Oh my God. Oh yeah. I remember you sending me a photo of you at Hooters. I was like, who is this girl? (laughs) And I just, I kept seeing myself as a blogger. Like I couldn't not see, have these visions and they kept getting louder and louder. Actually before that in 2006 or seven, I like got a video camera and I started filming my whole life and I called it you try being me and it was like just my drunken escapades in college like it was a hot mess um and so I kind of always knew it was going to be like a blogger or something but I was always too scared to like put it out there or do anything with it um until what kept coming to me really strongly was this like hashtag Hooters girl problems. And I just kept seeing myself like joking about doing stuff like fucking ridiculous stuff at Hooters. Like, you know, like the guys grab your ass or like you get a yeast infection from like the pantyhose, just like really (laughs) dumb shit. I just started like blogging about. And then my manager was like, you can't do that. That's like trademark, like all this stuff. And I was like, fuck this shit like I'm over this shit and I had started like getting into running and half marathons and like yoga and all this stuff and I was like I'm just gonna start like a yoga blog then so I started blogging myself doing yoga and it just like really quickly started like circulating and getting a lot of like exposure and like people around town I called it Sarah yoga because I was from Sarasota and it was like yoga in Sarasota and I would like go like do yoga in front of like mermaid statues and just like (laughs) weird stuff and that's when this guy offered me a scholarship and he wanted help with marketing in return for um the the aerial yoga training never done aerial yoga in my life I honestly did it once and I didn't even like it I was like this is weird um but I was like what the hell I'll do it it'll get me like out of my job so I did it and I was planning on just helping him with his studio, you know, and like not make a lot of money and just do what I love. I didn't think that like being a yoga teacher meant you'd ever make money. So I was just like, oh, just whatever, like live a free life and not worry about money and just (laughs) lack mentality. Um, But it turned out he was like really rude to me, made me cry. Like it was just like not cool. And so I like was forced to then open an aerial yoga studio because I couldn't really work there because he was kind of a dick. And um, yeah, so I just like opened an aerial yoga studio with no idea what I was doing. And I ended up like in the first couple weeks, I like sold all these yoga clothes and made like thousands of dollars. And then because of my yoga blog, my classes were just like full, the studio took off. And while I was doing that, I would just post on Instagram and people were loving it. And then I started posting on YouTube that started to go viral. And there was really no plan to like get rich or try to like, you know, make a lot of money. It was just because I was loving what I was doing. And eventually the studio just felt like I was playing small. And so I was like, I'm going to travel the world, make this really big. And that's when I went online. Mm, wow. Oh my God. <clears throat> I love the the Hooters story. I really feel like <laughs> that is such an entrepreneurial mindset to be working at Hooters and then to think like, Hooters problems because that right now that's probably a Twitter account like I don't I don't doubt that you know I don't know if you've seen like 
uh, Wendy's in America, like their, their Twitter or like there's so many big, I mean, KFC here and all of that, they're all doing it. It's like just, that is how business, big businesses like that get even bigger. And I feel like right now there are so many trending accounts that start from honest opinions of something like I mean I don't know if you've heard of like respectfully Justin it's like the hashtag respectfully like he's just this random guy who started writing these honest opinions on the internet about like toxic behavior with females and males dating like just basic shit but like people love to read the honest opinions i feel like the honest hooters opinion that would be fire like you should just start that right now just pretend that you still work there anyway um (laughs) that is amazing i feel like that's kind of like what happens to a lot of us who are just designed for this type of life like we we find our way into like you just randomly being like I'm now having to start a yoga studio because I have no other choice (laughs) I have to work for myself I literally would rather die than going back go back to a job um I can relate so freaking hard to that that's basically how I ended up opening a restaurant because I was like I have to quit this job I cannot do what I'm doing anymore. I know I'm designed for more. And that's where it starts for so many people is like really recognizing that that inner calling that's like, I'm not meant to do this. And there are so many people out there that are great at working for other people and are great at helping build teams and great at being part of a system like that and then going home and they can just clock out and that's what works for their life and like good for you if that freaking works I mean it's it's probably it's safer right it's safer it's more secure to have a a nine to five and all of that but I guess in our little realm of the world we don't really like to always play safe we want to play in surrender of our soul and sometimes that is doing something that feels a little scary and it's like really just liberating it's like making those jumps and jumps and jumps and I I feel like the coaching space right now has just completely exploded so how would you like express to people that are just starting out maybe online or starting a business online like you did like where you started really just posting stuff online and then how how would you explain to people how to then turn that into something that is profitable even if they're not necessarily a coach or a mentor but they're they're just starting something online like how do you go from posting stuff I know this is what both of us have done and what we then teach our clients to do (laughs) so how would you put it in simple terms on how to turn a basic Instagram when you're just letting the world know who you are and how you feel about things how would you turn that into something that can generate an income and then eventually something that you can go full-time in what are your tips with that I would say number one is figure out the one problem that they solve Mm -hmm. and just literally give it all away for free and then be like, oh, just kidding. Now sign up. (laughs) 
Uh-huh. <laughs> like, literally give them the result that they already want so that it's almost like reverse psychology. They feel indebted to like sign up with you when they realize like, oh, if I'm actually in their energy, it's going to happen way faster. Obviously, they need to put in the work and do the thing. But what I find is I put out like it literally released aerial yoga goddess training to the world. And that's how my channel went viral. And then I was like, oh, well, who wants to like just do this now in a private group with me mm-hmm. and had a 30K launch the next month? Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah, no, I feel <laughs> like that. It's, um, I, I speak to so many people about this. It's like you, it, your, if you have a brand, like your personal brand is really the most profitable thing because it's your energy and your your heart and your passion that is what is going to really change people's lives. It's like you can give it all away for free. And if we look at Gary Vee, for an example, he's my biggest, I guess, social media inspo. He's how like his learning and, you know, downloading his content is what has allowed me to know what to do on the online space that works and to not give a fuck even more basically so shout out to Gary V <laughs> who I know I know that you have followed before as well um but he you know he's a big advocate for that is giving away everything for free give it all away tell the fucking world everything every part of whatever you're feeling comfortable to share give it all away and then from there then you can move into selling products or so for him it's businesses and and it's just it is why I mean I even invested in you in the first place and why I was like I need to work with this girl is because everything that you spoke about your your stories your energy your mission it just aligned with who I was who I am and where I was going and that's why I was like well I need to I need to invest in this and know how she's doing that and learn more from her specifically because you can only tell so much and feel so much and learn so much from from posts and from stories but I feel like the real work happens in the you know the one-on-one calls or the group calls or whenever you're in the energy of the the coaches and the people that are doing it and have done it and are doing deeper healing work than anyone in your real life I suppose that's what <laughs> separates a, a coach as well from just you know normal people on the street or whoever that are, might not be doing the work I feel like we are and we follow people that are really there doing the deeper fucking work and showing up in every aspect to make the world a better place so I mean, why do you think it's important for people to, I guess, hire a coach in the first place? Like if, if they're struggling with, with anything or they're trying to build a business or they're trying to be the best version of themselves, why is it so important to, to hire a coach and hire support in that area? I think single-handedly, it's the difference between reading all the content, reading all the books, doing all the courses. And then the difference is having that person in your corner that when you're going through the shit, they're going to call you out on where the block is. Like when you have that personalized support, you're going to grow so much faster than if you're just like, 
because the subconscious is a tricky motherfucker. Like it's like, it's meant to hold you in a headlock. It's meant to keep you in the dark. That's why it's called a shadow because (laughs) we can't see it. But like when, when clients come to us, we know we're like, oh, that's your shit right there. Mm -hmm. And like, even though it may be a little challenging for us as coaches to be like, yeah, like, um, it's like, that's our duty. That's why we're in the container because that's what they're paying for. And yeah, and I see a lot of coaches out there that are like, oh yeah, you know, like you're just going to be in my energy, but it's like, it's not easy to call people up. Just like we see in our romantic relationships, like Devin was just asking me like, what's the, what's the, what are the main things that are holding me back? And I had to be like, mm-hmm. yo. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, like didn't want to say that yesterday when you're going through it, but like it feels aligned now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yeah, no, I feel that is so true. It is so true. Having that personalized support is so much, I don't know, it's, I don't know what the word I'm, uh, it's more brutal. Like it's just a more, it's more brutal. You have to face your shit and just like you related it to in like your intimate relationship it's like we have to face our shit like head on when we go into a you know a loving intimate committed relationship just like we have to face our shit when we are I guess even starting a business or showing up online or following our truth I literally like wrote about this today and yesterday because it's really what's dropping through this week is like there to be the the best version of ourselves and to feel aligned and feel liberated with who we are and to live a actually a really good life it means we have to face our shit because otherwise we're just gonna be walking through blindly and we're never gonna feel liberated because we don't even know ourselves then we're kind of just like dodging the work and when you hire a coach that's what calls you out. Like me working with you, like you call me out on my shit. <laughs> you make me face my shit or like, and it's the same with, with my clients as well. Even if they're, we're, we're having that, that doubtful moment or that fearful moment or that like the subconscious, like you said, is like pulling them back. And that that's what feels comfortable. It's what is, you know, it's a natural part of who we are as humans. It's like our, our ego trying to keep us safe and our, our patterns in our programming just trying to keep us safe so it's all beautiful but it's like if you want to grow and get better if you want to reach that next level if you want to continue to evolve and then also help people and be of service in the world and make the world a better fucking place which i believe everyone should want to do to some extent then you got to push through those blocks and those fucking barriers and with intimate relationships as well like you would know like i would know you have to face your shit like no other fucking thing like and even when even when dating and i i spoke about this on my last podcast with one of my friends um when we're dating right now there is such a culture about like feeling this one little trigger and then instantly labeling it as toxic or I don't want to deal with that. And I'm going to cut that person off right away because I'm an independent woman. And I know that you have so many feels on this topic. Like I'm an independent woman. I don't need no man and fuck this. I'm just going to hang out with my girls. And I'm just, then you just go in the cycle of meeting 
I guess, different men or different women who are then going to keep, I guess, mirroring back some shit within you that's triggering you or there's something that you just hate about all of these people and you're just projecting basically on every single person that you're kind of interested in you're kind of dating so <laughs> what are your feels, yes. what are your feels on that whole culture right now of like dating and then I guess moving into more of a commitment stage and then just feeling super triggered like where do you draw the line on fuck this I'm gonna I need to be by myself or you know, or I'm ready to go further in with this person. Like, how does it feel in your body to to know the difference on when you should deepen something with someone and go deeper with someone? Or it's really like a, a fuck no. I don't know how to, some people don't know how to really draw the line. Like, what to you makes sense? How would you work through that yourself? Yeah, this was a huge lesson that I feel like I finally just broke through like in the last couple of weeks because me and Devin started off really slow. Like we talked online for like two weeks before we met in person. And at that point we knew like we were definitely each other's list times 10, like obviously. And then he did stay over the first night, but we didn't get like full like we didn't even take clothes off for like a week or something so that was really slow for me and then we didn't like have sex for like 10 or 11 weeks which was like really fucking slow for me and we were still like dating you know like he'd stay over on the weekends or whatever but it wasn't like until or no he did ask me to be his girlfriend before we had sex so that was like I felt really good with that commitment And everything was still like peachy great until it was like maybe the second time we had sex. So like 12 weeks in that like, oh, fuck, my sexual trauma just showed up hard. Like I just started like resisting him and I didn't realize it at that point. But what was coming up was like feeling dirty and not worthy, not lovable. And it showed up as like, no, like you're not. Like, you need to, like, hold on. Like, I need to go be a boss babe and be an independent woman. Like, you're smothering me. Like, I'm losing myself. Like, calm down. Because right after that, he asked me to move in. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course I'll move in. Like, that's the obvious next step three months in. Like, and what came from that was, like, really our anxious and avoidant came out so fucking hard. Like, it was to the point where, like, I would be like, whoa, like, I can't have sex right now. Like, I don't even know how much time you have. Like, I have a call in 15 minutes. Like, what is your schedule? Like, I need to know your schedule. And he was like, no, we're going with the flow. And so what I'm finding is there was this, like, bid for attention with him that I was like, yo, I need your schedule. And he was like, no. And so I just kept getting, like, traumatized by, like, my, like, my like rejection or like my anxious avoidant like I'm like literally like I look at my life and I'm like am I like anxious avoidant both of them like am I just like a fucking traumatized like and so from that just became this intense power struggle where he wouldn't give me my space I didn't want to leave I knew I want to stay committed but like it was just a hot fucking mess and So now, like, this last couple weeks, I'm realizing I was like, yo, I shouldn't have moved in. Like, I shouldn't have given you all that energy when you weren't giving me the bids for attention and the schedule. And we would have probably saved a lot of, like, 
spirals by just going a little bit slower and not going into this like fuck you to like no I love you let's stay committed to like fuck you Mm. and finding an even middle between those like we could have like I could have stood way more solid in my what I was worth and he could have maybe like like compromised and met me in a little in the middle a little bit more um and so I think we did a really good job at staying in the commitment like we did not run like we definitely like had moments of like fuck this we're breaking up um but overall I think we did really good at not running which my old pattern was to run for six years I didn't make it past three months (laughs) Mm. Yeah, that's intense, huh? I've been there with that, like, the, the, the fuck you, and then, oh, no, we're going to commit. And I feel like even with my last, um, I don't know, relationship thing, um, like I've told you, I feel like it was the constant cycle of it's deeper work, like, when you are dating someone. Like, you're individually doing deeper work than you can even see on the surface, and it's been more aware to me now than ever, like, with who I'm with now. Um like you're you're individually triggered by a million different things every day and then when you come head to head with this person they're triggering all of your past shit like you are you attract people who are literally either the opposite of you or they're they're just we're, like our relationships are really really there to teach us so heavily and i feel like in my last thing what i was going to say is we kept going through that cycle of like, oh no, like we need to break up. Like we're not right for each other. We're not. And obviously this is so different. Like I feel like I was trying to make something, something that it it wasn't. And he was kind of out of integrity with his self because he just put me on this pedestal. And then I kind of did the same thing with him in my mind. And obviously we idealized shit like crazy, like women, especially, I feel like our, our wounded feminine, the, the maiden, like we just idealize men and relationships from all these love fucking movies we've seen like even if we are naturally romantic I consider myself like a major lover archetype like that's just I relate to that so hard so I've done that my whole life and I feel like in relationships we either yeah it's that attachment style so we're either trying to like cling to something and make it something that it's not just to fulfill something within us, which I feel like I was trying to do in my last relationship so hard. I was like, you know, we kept meeting this ends meet where I was like, nah, we're not right for each other. Like, let's cut it off. Let's cut ties. And then we would like spark together again. I think all, all of it happens for a reason. You're meant to learn from that. So you not making it past three months with people like taught you so much about yourself. And then you had to push through that barrier with Devin. And I guess with me, it's like, I've had to push through my own trauma barriers of like now trusting, trusting men all together that they're not going to fuck my shit up and trusting myself that (laughs) I'm going to stay in integrity with my own masculine state. So how would you like learn to trust with someone when you, you have kind of, you've decided that they are someone that you do want to commit to. So like when you met Devin and it kind of grew into something and you're like, well, I, you know, he's ticking every box. Like what, what would you say to all the women that like, they have a man who's ticking every box, but they still have something 
not right within them? Is that from trauma? How do you learn to, to trust from that? How do you go from like deciding whether you need to heal on your own versus I'm ready to heal with someone as well? I think that number one, like biologically, like physiologically, I don't even know how to say that. One thing that we would always do when we were like deep in a triggered state is we would like still come close and be intimate and like kiss and smell each other and be like, do we still smell good? Okay, good. We're going to keep going. And that's something that I love about Devin is he's better at it than I am because he's you know, been in this realm way longer is he's like, I'm committed to this no matter what, like, I'm going to keep going no matter what. I'm not going to let this end in a triggered state. Like we're always going to come back to love and then we're going to decide. So we always like find the physical intimacy, even when we're deeply triggered. Mm. Um, and I'd say that's what makes him different than any other man I've ever dated or been with is they've always been quick to give up. And like, I'm the one begging, Whereas like with him, if I'm like, no, like it's not because he actually wanted to end it. It's like something in my head that I think he's trying to end it. And, Mm -hmm. and that's my own like rejection stuff. And what I found through all of this is like, when I looked deeply, like at what my, when I really started doing deep, deep shadow work, I always knew that like the rape stuff that happened to me in college was my deepest, darkest shadow. And through my relationship with him, like the biggest trigger that happens for us, for example, is like if we are making love and I like just kind of am like timid and being like, can you do this? Like, can you do it with your fingers instead? Like you're moving too fast. Like it's like I say that, whereas in reality, all I have to do is be like, like, Uh, like I just have to emote Mm -hmm. instead of like demanding because a woman who's truly in her worth knows that all she has to do is show the emotion and a true masculine man will do anything to be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like anything to make you happy. And so over time, because I have demanded and tried to get him to do things, which basically was manipulating him, he became less and less attentive to my needs. And so what that was is like, yeah, that's like fucked up when you think about it. But at the same time, he was showing up to what my traumatized little girl actually felt like she was worthy of. So I've learned in those moments where I want to hold back what I want sexually, all I have to do is be like, "Ah," like, like whatever it is, the emotion. And he will show up and like do that. And like, like last night we were cooking and I was like getting frustrated. Cause like I made most of the meal and then like I was doing dishes and I was like, <sighs> he's like, baby, go lay down. Like I got the dishes. And I was like, Oh my God, like he's being so attentive to my needs. Lately. And I realized like, it's because I'm like actually like being fucking feminine. Like, yeah. and what happened like last week was I just was like, you're not being attentive to my needs. Like when I ask for something, you like show me less love and it's so traumatizing and it hurts me so much. And he was just like, whoa, like I didn't know. Yeah. And I was like, you didn't fucking know that? And he was just in like the whole fucking game changed. Like the fucking sex is so much better. Like the attentiveness, like literally everything that I've wanted has been happening. And I'm just like, yo, 
It was just our traumas literally dancing with each other, like fucking making life miserable. And when we were able to actually communicate in my feminine and his masculine, shit's just changed. Dude, oh my God. I'm like, I feel like I've tears in my eyes. That was just so funny because it's so fucking accurate. Like, holy shit. I can relate to all that so hard so hard in my last thing that I was just talking about like I feel like I I was doing so much work on myself and I but I was stepping into that wounded part that wounded feminine that that like I don't even know what that bitch is it's just that that wounded state and it's like what I talk about in so much of my work the wounded feminine and the wounded masculine both are just trying to control everything like just trying to gain this power from a fear state because that power will then make them more worthy versus just being in your own essence and coming from love and then not having to control shit because you just know what you're worthy of. So it's either a yes or a no. And in my last, um, I keep saying thing, we'll call it a relationship. Um, in my last relationship, I feel like I was doing so much work on myself, but I was still like blinded by the, I don't know, like trying to jump, trying to make something what it wasn't and trying to control and subconsciously manipulating this person and also manipulating myself and the situations to make them what I had visioned in my head of how a relationship should go or whatever and how I should be showing up. So I should be showing up in this not sexy feminine state and I should be always attractive to him and I should be like all my shit was just always there and I just didn't realize it until he decided to finally get into his own integrity and fucking leave and that made me then have to go and do deeper work even further and realize like oh shit yeah like I was acting out of wounding a lot of time. It wasn't just him not being in his mass, like his divine masculine, his highest divine masculine, which he definitely wasn't a lot of the time. But I'd, I wasn't in my highest state of feminine either versus now in the relationship that I'm in that like I just called in even though it came and I wasn't really fucking ready for it he was ready for it he was fucking ready to take me and let's go and like I know I've told you all about this but like I I was like shit I'm not fucking ready for this I don't (laughs) trust men I just went through this shit I need to be on my own like fuck you fuck everyone I need to do my work I've got clients to take care I can't hold the man now I can't do any of this shit and it's the exact same thing as what you're talking about like when triggers and traumas come up like how how do we treat each other in those moments that is what shows real integrity that's what shows real love like when I'm triggered as fuck and my man is just there and he's like holding me and he's just like babe like you can cry or you can do this like it's good I got you I'm like okay I'm like okay so and in my brain I'm like there's still those deep subconscious beliefs that are like oh you know if I show this part of myself he's gonna leave or if we have a fight or something it's it means we're not right for each other it's like all of these subconscious beliefs on what we think love really is but they're all literally built from fear so when we're with an intimate partner the the way to get to closer intimacy and to closer god i guess within ourselves and bring that out of the other person as well is to always come from 
love and to be in integrity with, I guess, healing that stuff because everyone's got trauma. Everyone has trauma. And in an intimate relationship, I personally think that healing has to be such a priority together. Like you can't just come together and think everything's going to be rainbows and butterflies because it just, it isn't going to be that. But when the triggers come up, like how do you respond to each other versus reacting from a a painful state? And it's not like you're not human and you're never going to react, but it's like, how does your partner then, I guess, hold you in your reaction and be like, you know, you acted in this way. They kind of hold that mirror up and be like that, you know, you're really, that's not the kind of person that you're, you're wanting to show up as, if that makes sense. Not in a harsh way, not in like a fuck you, you're not doing good enough kind of way. But it's like, remember the commitment that we're making that is like being a better person, evolving together. And that means coming from love and understanding that we're human. We've got shit that we need to work through. And I guess feeling safe is the the most important thing with all of this is how does your partner make you feel safe to be heard through that? And it's it was so funny when you were saying like, you just need to emote. And I feel like that that is so true for, for women need to know that we need to know that like we can just be emotional and a real quote unquote, a real man or a real masculine or a real woman who's more in her masculine or who, however you fucking identify like a real partner is gonna see your emotions and hold you in that and not judge and not run and not hide from it they're gonna be like okay cool how do I hold them in that and I'm I'm sure you do this for Devin I do this for my man too like when they're going through the shit you're just like I witnessed that and there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with it and I think that's what real love comes from versus our past relationships, I'm sure you can relate. It's like our past relationships have been like so much reacting, just reacting, reacting, trauma, trauma, reacting, reacting, yelling and avoiding. And I'm leaving like this. And like my partner and I now, like we have like this rule, like we can't go to bed angry. You can't leave the house, you know, angry. We can't like drive off angry. None of that. We can't leave anything on that shitty state because that means we're, we're avoiding love in that moment. We're avoiding going deeper into love because it feels, I guess, scary to sit down and have the conversation and then be like, oh, well, I was wrong then. Or like, I didn't act out of integrity then. Or like calling them out and being like, babe, like you you went against how you said you wanted to show up for me then. You know, that that conversation is loving. It doesn't It doesn't have to be yelling at each other and down each other's throats. But that is loving. I feel like I've gone on a full tangent here because I just get so into it. But <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really, I don't know, this, this work is so beautiful. And I feel like it all ties in together on like showing up as a coach, showing up as a divine feminine woman, honoring the divine masculine as well. And not being that like, you know, that feminist hating man you shit which I know that you have oh. yeah <laughs> we don't want to do that here I guess the last thing that I want to touch on before we jump off is really like how would you recommend to women that are maybe going through this or are dating and you know not knowing whether they can trust and they're kind of in that state of like I need to I need to be on my own I need to do my own shit I'm an independent woman like they're in that feminist mindset of like 
fuck men. You know, all men are bad. Men suck. And I know that we've, we've had these thoughts before. We've been that woman that's been like, fuck men. And like, I mean, I haven't been that for the last three years. I don't know. I just, I love men so much. Men are so incredible. It's like, why the fuck would I say all men suck? Cause I had one bad experience. But anyway, how would you, how would you say to women to, to be more in their feminine and trust men more and know that men aren't the issue and allow them to maybe let men in? Because at the end of the day, we all want that that union we all want that love we all want the same thing so what would you say to women that are maybe going through that right now how can they let men in how can they trust more and is it more to do with their work within themselves or is it more to do with the men (laughs) i think that a mentor said to me in 2000 i think it was 17 which was mind-blowing to me it's so simple but men are human too (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, really? They are like, oh, okay. And a cardinal just like jumped, like just came onto my like porch and was like squeaking at us. Um, so cute. Um, I can hear it. And I realized that I became fascinated with men. Like they're so different from us in so many ways and they're fascinating. And I think it's all to do with our own inner work. And because when we do our own inner work, we know whether a man is actually meant for us. Like we know when to stand in our value and when to walk away. And I think that when, just when you know, you know, like before I met Devin, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? But now like I get it. Mm. And what we're most committed to is coming back to love rather than like, oh, this idea of forever or this idea of like marriage and all this stuff. It's more about how fast can we come back to love? And that's really how we measure our growth and our health too. How fast can we come back to self-love? And when you have someone who's committed to that, no matter what, it's just a matter of like literally how well can we, how good can we get at communicating? Because I'm, I've been studying a lot with the Gottman Institute and it's like contempt, um, defensiveness, like all these things when we can notice in ourselves our own toxic patterns, if we've got someone who will be there through it and forgive us and we can forgive them, we can sit down and have these conversations of like, like Devin's like, yo, like you roll your eyes so much. And I'm like, really like I'm so sorry like I'm toxic (laughs) and when we can just like see that like we can then grow and it's not this like idea of perfect or trying to like get to some like end result it's like can we live in love each day Mm, yes yeah I think that is a beautiful beautiful answer that's really where it's at like how can we come back to love within ourselves and for for women especially like like knowing that if you're doing the deeper inner work on yourself and you feel worthy within yourself then you know like when you know you know you know that if you're meant to date someone you know if they feel right to you I feel like in my last thing, I was like trying to make that person right, even though my whole body said no from the 
first fucking time I don't, and then you know and like even and now this this time with this man it's like everything is saying yes but then we're stuck in the that's when the trauma really hits when you know you're meant to do something with someone and you're kind of you're faced with all this shit that you've never had to face before and that's what you've gone through too and I feel like that is just that's part of what really stretches us and expands us into knowing ourselves more and growing within ourselves, and then growing within love and that then equates to every other area of our life so yeah yeah it's it whenever we make a deeper commitment it's just gonna get more intense the trauma is gonna come up harder so if we always know that then we can just prepare Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then when it comes up knowing that you you need to just take some time to be back within yourself and your center and be like, okay, cool. Well, I'm just expanding in this moment. I'm just learning more in this moment. I'm just, whether it's investing more into something, whether it's fully committing to something, whether it's saying yes to something that's never been on your plate before, like whatever it is, your being is just expanding. You're literally stretching how you view reality. Of course, it's gonna, like shit's gonna come up. Stuff's gonna come to the surface. You're like, whoa, I've like... <laughs> every time that I've walked into a man's life and I'm like there being the most brutal, honest bitch that he's ever met in his life, like they, the shit hits the fan. They freak the fuck out and they're like, holy fuck, like this woman is not going to be that, that pretty girl that I dated last time who just submits to me and, you know, is, you know, ignoring the, the, the deep work and is just, we're just trying to make everything good all the time because it's not always good. That is like our way that we roll into people's lives is like, uh, uh, like it's time to do some deeper work here. We got shit to do. We want to evolve. We want to live more in integrity. We want to be more conscious as well and be able to create our own fucking realities while we're here and enjoy every second of it even in the pain and like we learn from that we learn from all of it so anyway we could talk about this for so (laughs) long and I feel like we already do but anyway we'll leave it there thank you so so much for coming on the podcast (laughs) you're so welcome I love you so much (laughs) I am so honored to have had you here and where can everyone find you what is your username on the IG where else can we look at your shit what's the deal On IG, it's XXMargie, an aerial yoga goddess. And if they want to dive any deeper, they can go over to my YouTube, Margie Pargie. Yes. Amazing. Thanks, girl. (laughs) Yes.